Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Hands Up, an education podcast that takes a light-hearted look at all the quirks that make being a teacher, an educator or just part of a school, a truly unique experience. My name's Jordan Firth, I'm a Year 1 teacher and I'm joined by fellow teacher, co-host and co-creator, Mark Tomlinson. Hello! This episode, Mark will be looking at the Bash Street kids from the Beano as part of his famous fictional school. I'll count down the top five different types of teacher after a Christmas break and, as a very slight change to the format, we'll both be looking at some recent big teacher Twitter talking points. It's easy for you to say. (laughs) It's great to have you with us, so sit down, cross your legs, or make sure your chair's tucked in. Four legs, Mark, and let's get started. Happy New Year, Mark. And to your good self, Jordan. Good to be back doing this. Yeah, doing yeah. Again. Looking forward to it. You yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. We're 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 three days in now, back at school mm. at time of recording, of course. Mm-hmm. How's how's your week going? My to do list started on Monday. One thing. Fifteen things on it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ticked any how's off. That for, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> but all right. It's good to see the kids. Kids yeah, seem to come back in good spirits. Yeah. All with brand new haircuts. One girl turned up today looking like Jennifer Aniston from Friends. She'd gone for the Aniston haircut. I have um, I've not had a great start um, to my oh. to, um, start back I'm sorry to after hear Christmas. That, Our class, Stick Insects, sadly passed on oh. on, well, I'm calling it Monday, but it could have been at any point over the Christmas holidays. Uh-huh. You forget to take them home. Uh, no, I wouldn't say forget. <laughs> People keep asking me this as if I've neglected them. They are more than capable on the Friday before we left. Yeah. Fresh uh, ivy, mm. you know, a bit of water, all that sort of stuff. More than capable of mm. surviving the two weeks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the caretaker didn't put the heat on <laughs> at any point. <laughs> I like to blame the caretaker for a lot of things. In all seriousness, they their lifespan was one year. Yeah. And they are almost exactly one year old oh, oh, so we got them actually a yeah. year ago so I think they'll be older than right. one so they've had a good innings as they say yes as yeah. it were maybe not a good end no. I sort of think of a last stick insect that who watched stabbed. his <laughs> other four stick insect family <laughs> members did not want to try and eat die. Um, no <laughs> vegetarian veganuary I think oh, they're doing very <laughs> good so uh. yeah so we had a little service today um, oh nice five yeah. insects so yeah. I want to dedicate my top five to the top five stick insects oh. that have ever lived. Hey, hey Jordan. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that why you're wearing your trousers at half mast? <laughs> <laughs> 80s school joke. <sighs> so my teacher top five this week are the top five different types of people after the Christmas break. Five. It's the cheerful one. This is the one that I struggle with because my classroom is quite near to the entrance. So I get to hear all these sort of meets and greets of yeah. you know teachers coming back in and seeing each other after two weeks. So the cheerful one, it's that person who's like, uh, Hi, it's so good to oh. see you. Did you have a good Christmas? Was it Bingo? I'm so excited to get started. This is it, isn't it? This is the learning term for the children. Oh, I can't wait to get stuck in. And I'm sat in my room after about th- three hours sleep. <laughs> the night before just <laughs> resenting each and every one of them Four. the finding the silver lining one the sort of person who's kind of like yeah i enjoyed christmas but i am happy to be back in a routine though aren't you uh 
know, I was happy and in a routine actually over Christmas. Get up about 10 o'clock, I have no idea what day it is. Consider whether it's appropriate to eat a chocolate orange for breakfast, do it anyway. Sit and watch Netflix in my joggers for a few hours, maybe drag myself off the sofa to try and find some more cheese. Give a sideways glance to my work laptop and then just slide it under the sofa with my foot. Start drinking, go to bed, repeat. <laughs> That's a routine I was happy to be in, not this. Three. Number three, and you you said off off air, mm. off microphone, that maybe yeah. you'll see yourself in this. Oh. I've certainly seen myself oh, okay. in this one. Number right. three is uh, is the miserable one. So it's the it's the yeah. it's the extreme to the cheerful one. So I mean they're not happy to be back mm. at all. You you try and give them a bit of uplifting support but you know keeping it on their level you might say something like yeah but only six weeks until the next one you know just try to get in there and they're probably like yep six weeks closer to death as well so you're like "Mm, good have a good day two this one is the organized one you know you might just call into this person's room to ask them a quick question maybe especially if they're in the same year group as you it's worse and you know maybe your next topic is the Arctic and you've walked in and their classroom is like they've built one of those milk bottle glues in the corner, there's fake snow everywhere, they've <laughs> crocheted a life-size polar bear and you're like, oh my god, it's half past seven in the morning, how have you done all this? Like, well, it's all the same when you've been here since 4am, isn't it? One. And the number one is, is the busy one. The stressed one. Mm. The one who uses Ross from Friends' most famous quote as their teacher mantra. We were on a break. <laughs> did you not did you not know that we actually don't get paid for the holidays and our pay is just spread out across the whole year? So if you think I'm doing any work in that time, you are very much mistaken. Well, yeah. <laughs> but now you're buzzing about like a wasp on speed. You've already jammed the photocopier. And do you know why it jammed? It sensed your stress. Photocopiers have an uncanny ability, don't they, to detect how desperately someone needs a particular piece of printing, and then they'll adjust their behaviour accordingly. In a massive rush, here, let me give you your lesson plan as a crumpled, illegible mess. (laughs) Trying to avoid your class during a wet playtime, here, have 30 sheets in four seconds. (laughs) Did you see yourself... In any, in any of those ones, man? A, a mixture. I, I think I might yeah, I spread myself across a few of them. Yes. I think, I think I, I'm with you on some with, in regards to the miserable bit, but I don't think I'm genuinely miserable where I think you genuinely are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> you, you could quite easily go on one of those grumpy old men programmes, mm. even though you're a young chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could quite easily go on there because of your... Yeah, I was about to say they are all designed to be extremes and that no mm. one should actually pitch themselves in one mm. particular bracket, yeah. although I definitely could. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's disappointed me about my uh, our return to work? Yeah, go on. Going into the staff room, granted ours is a makeshift staff room at the moment, which is the resource cupboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually when you come back after Christmas... The table in the middle of the staff room is groaning with chocolate biscuits and chocolate. Because people think, because they get so much chocolate over Christmas, they think, oh, I can't eat all this. Uh, I'll take it into school because I know Mark and Jordan will eat it all. Yeah, exactly. The first thing I did on Monday morning when I came in, turned my computer on, turned my smart board on, I thought, right, I'll go make a cup of brew. 
rubbing my hands yeah. thinking there's going to be a, two tins of Fox's biscuits yeah. and a huge bag of lint chocolates. At the very least, there'll be a, a tub of celebrations yeah. which has got the Mars, the Snickers and the Bounties in. <laughs> I can, I can right. pick up, I can yeah. use work with that. You're right, you're right. That. That's, so, that's so true. And, and the, the purple Quality Street box with just the penny toffees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's enough for me. That's yeah. fine. And I thought, fill my pocket full of chocolate, get me through the, the morning. Nothing. Not a great start to 2020. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> So, time for a semi-new feature. In the past, we did primary rocks questions where we would um, use the questions and the answers from mm-hmm. a, a teacher Q&A on Twitter mm-hmm. and we'd generate some discussion about that and read out some teachers' answers. Our Hands Up Pod Twitter account now follows, whoa, must be about 5,000 people, <laughs> just in a desperate attempt <laughs> for them to notice us. <laughs> um, but I think we, I get to see, certainly, enough big discussions that mm. are happening um, on Twitter at any one yeah. point. So we're going to pull our, our content from there, I think, um, because mm. it gives us a sort of a broader spectrum, the entirety of the edge of Twitter, yes. as it's now. Mm. So, Snappy. yeah, hashtag edge of Twitter. That's, that's how to get Is that a thing? Noticed, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the first one I've picked up on is a question that was doing the rounds on Monday night, and it's which famous person who didn't teach, do you think should have given it a go, and why? Ah, good. So, so to read out a few answers, um, at iteach underscore primary says, this man for his booming voice. Now they did attach a GIF, which obviously doesn't translate very well to audio no, <laughs> and the, and the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you think of a man in the UK, certainly well known for a booming voice yeah who, who are you going for you christopher biggins not christopher biggins oh really was it <laughs> no <laughs> maybe i maybe i've, <laughs> maybe I've not no. noticed man no, uh, i would go for brian blessed <laughs> yes of course brian <laughs> blessed do you think he'd make a good teacher right i don't mm-hmm. he, he might key stage one he might scare the children a little with his loud voice he might be better as a first day in reception <laughs> yeah, imagine uh-huh. he might be better as a secondary school teacher perhaps mm. or a lunchtime supervisor oh lunchtime <laughs> supervisor he would be good at that <laughs> it's first fingers <laughs> oh <laughs> quad dippers <laughs> you would need a bell would you or a or a system it's like having Mike Yarwood on this podcast oh no hang on hang on wait 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 I need to think of a different popular <laughs> culture <laughs> reference who's a good who's a an up and coming um, impressionist, John. I don't know. No. <laughs> we'll sit to Are Mike there now. any? <laughs> Mike, yeah, I would then. <laughs> you, already, we're what? 12 minutes into our 2020. That must be the third reference I've not understood from you. <laughs> um, this next one, quite a few um, people said it. I guess it's it's quite an obvious one when you think about it, but <clears throat> at Mr. L Edu, at Beach Hannah, at Mrs. M Year 6, at the Mr. Birch and at Simon Davies too all said Sir David Attenborough. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Thinking of the, the school trips. Yeah. Just that sort of be great, wouldn't soothing nature mm. of his voice. Um, would good he, one. Would he pass the DBS check, though? I'm kidding. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's for, a, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities who wouldn't pass their DBS check yeah that would um, send the world into meltdown wouldn't it yeah. if anything like that ever mm. came out oh 
I know, look how ah, upset broken. we were about Savile. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, it's a joke. <laughs> Rolf Harris is the one that... <laughs> looking after all those animals and then... <laughs> cut this bit out. Um, <laughs> at Alex Bellas says Tom Hanks for drama. Mm, yeah, you could probably think of a... A hundred other actors who would... For, well, any actor <laughs> for drama. Well, there's probably some that you'd really, you know, you'd probably enjoy going to one of their drama classes. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I, I thought if I had a choice, Tom Hanks probably wouldn't be the first one that would spring to mind. As, in a, as a for drama teacher? Yeah, however, I think Tom Hanks, because he's, he's, for what I know of him, you know, I don't know him personally, yeah, sure. but his demeanour and his kind of, the way he is, where he presents himself, suggests he's quite a nice charming welcoming kind of warm mm-hmm. individual yeah which is what we are as teachers of course yeah but and they might end up on the same list as Rolf Harris mm-hmm. yeah, one day never know. with Attenborough <laughs> <laughs> at Oliver R Mills says Brian Cox he's nailed the art of explaining things which is which is a great point because mm. he can even make a pleb like me <laughs> understand, understand something the like world. quantum physics uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's You're not actually He's not actually um, specified a subject, so what subject would you give? Well, he could teach music, because he used to be well-known fact. Yeah. Well-known, well, sure. <laughs> we'll put it out there. Um, he used to be the keyboard player yeah. in 1990s pop sensations D-Ream. Cool, another reference. <laughs> I don't understand. They had, a, they had a number one single with uh, Things Can Only Get Better. Oh, I used do by, know that one. Used by Tony Blair's Labour Party during... The 1997 landslide um, general election victory for the Labour Party. And of course, since 1997, things have got a whole lot better in the world, (laughs) haven't they? (laughs) So that was tempting fate a little bit. (laughs) Um, At Piers Young says... Oh, he's got quite the list. Oh, yeah. Big list. Yeah, Piers here. He's gone from... Staff room might include music, Bill Bailey. Good. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, good. English, George Orwell. Maths, Fibonacci. Science, Archimedes. Geography, Marco Polo. History, not actually putting anyone's name down for that. Computing, Ada Lovelace. History, oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, history, Queen Victoria. PSHE, Gandhi or Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Sport, Serena Williams. Mm, yeah, interesting. What's your pick of the bunch out of those? Um, I think Fibonacci is a lovely type of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Bailey, I think I could get that. Bill Bailey wasn't wasn't Orwell. A, oh no, he wasn't a teacher, was he? he was a journalist, George Orwell, I think. Um, yeah, I think there's some good ones in there. Mandela for PSHC, I think would be good. Mm. I think Serena Williams for PE sport. Yeah, yeah. do you think a behaviour management's like Serena Williams? <sighs> be strong. Yeah, I think be strong. Yeah, she's got a good. Grunt, yeah, a good grunt, a good presence. Yeah, yeah. I think a a golden clap would be something to behold. Mm. Obviously, the criteria for this was um, that have never taught Taught. before. They've Mm. never been a teacher. Mm. So my pick Mm. would be any former or current education secretary. (laughs) I would have loved Mm. for one of those Mm. to have been a teacher at some point. I think touche. Yeah. Yeah. What about yours, Mark? Anyone? Ricky Gervais or Richard Dawkins for RE. Yeah, great one. Are we good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I didn't think. I didn't think when 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 you sent me these 
these questions um, over the weekend, I was thinking about it. My first thought was Rolf Harris and art. So the fact that you mentioned him, and I did put Rolf because I used to watch his his programs in yeah. the in the eighties before you know we found out about him, and and he was a really good artist and made kind of drawing was, yeah. really looked really he simple. Painted a portrait of the Queen, didn't he? Yes, he did. That's right. But obviously, he wouldn't get past the DBS check now, would he? Um, no, I. You wouldn't want him to. Uh... Lead PE, would you? And getting changed. Imagine. <laughs> getting changed oh, to PE. Keep them all over. <laughs> and then, um, and I was thinking, and, and uh, this is a, a, a gentleman who died over the Christmas period, David Bellamy, ah. uh, for biology, because yeah. um, he used to. I used to find his programs very interesting about kind of botany and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. So, Mark, a new year, a new famous fictional school for you to mm. talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, which one are you looking at this week? Well, I thought as we'd looked at some uh, schools in cinema and TV, I thought we'd visit a famous comic book school this time round. Mm. Uh, so we're going to take a deep dive <laughs> yep. into the Beano Comics Bass Street School. Take a closer look at Spotty, Danny, Toot, Sydney Plug, Fatty Herbert, Wilfred and Smithy, the denizens of Class 2B. Or the Bass Street Kids, as they are lovingly known. So we're going to start with Danny, the leader of the Bass Street Kids, the cool kid in the class, with his skull and crossbones design jumper. He's the kid who wears the clothes that you would love to wear, but end up getting pale imitation from the Empire Stores catalogue. And by the time your mum has paid it off, £1.29 over 36 weeks, it has already fallen apart in the washing machine, and your dad is using it as a rag to polish his Austin Allegro. Your references are outrageous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or your Volkswagen Golf. Is that more up-to-date reference? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny was the clever but lazy class member who always complained about how much he hated school, but continued to hang around the school gates after his final year usually sat astride a Honda 50 while pulling on a Lambert and Butler which he'd nicked from his Nana's handbag. After a while, Danny is no longer waiting outside the gates at the end of the day and the next time we see him, he's wearing an ill-fitting suit and manning the counter in Foster's menswear. And like Jimmy in Quadrophenia when discovering the ace face is actually a bellboy, we end it all by riding our Vespa over a cliff. Actually, we don't. We go and have a look through the dirty mags in WH Smith's, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Plug, he's the ugly kid in class. A face that only a mother could love. Comes from a large family with lots of brothers and sisters who all look the same and begs the question whether mum and dad might actually be brother and sister. Plug and his family live in a house with a front garden that features a car jacked up on bricks as its centrepiece and a myriad of mongrel mongrel dogs defecating and weeing everywhere while wildly throwing themselves at the fence like a Parisian rabid dog every time someone comes within 500 metres of the house. You'd think that they'd pick that up on the uh, reception visit on the <laughs> yeah. Child Welfare Records. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Then we've got Herbert. Herbert is the kid who always looked old beyond their years, often sporting a homemade haircut and wearing jam jar bottom glasses. Herbert was the kid who liked to carry his books to school in a briefcase. Herbert was usually the first member of class to leave school and get a proper job, usually in a bank and not go into a YTS scheme, and be the first one to move off the estate because he bought his own house. 
How we envy Herbert now. (laughs) (laughs) Toots and Sydney came together as they are identical twins. This is easy to spot as they both have this crazy look in their eye that suggests they're going to grow up to be brother and sister serial killers or a wrestling tag team. Or run a forest school style free school where they prepare children for the end of the world by teaching them survival skills such as building bivouacs out of single use plastic or making a nutritious broth from the meat of a dead squirrel and foraged berries. A tomboy, Toots is one of the hardest kids in school and while she despises her brother with a passion, heaven help who crosses him as she will have them hung, drawn and quartered before you can say they live with their grandmother and older sister who probably is their mother. Fatty, a big boned individual who would have the appetite of a blue whale, always found to be eating. (laughs) On the way to school, he could be found munching on a four pack of sausage rolls from Greg's. Playtime, he would fill his face with a handful of blackjacks, washed down with two cans of Tizer. Double helpings of fish fingers and chocolate pudding and custard at lunchtime, because his Auntie Lynn worked in the kitchen. Then on his way home from school, he would call off at the local shop to buy a family pack of salt and vinegar discos and a four-finger Kit Kat. Fatty loved food, and all the name-calling and teasing could not put him off his favourite pastime. As an adult, Fatty is now a steroid-ripped meathead who bounces at Kiko's nightclub every weekend while driving for Jimmy's taxis during the week. He still loves a four-finger Kit Kat, though. Wilfred is the quiet kid. The one who suffers from social anxiety and therefore we all would think was a little bit weird. He was the snitch. The one who liked to tell tales. The one who wouldn't last two minutes in prison. Spotty was so called because of his spotty face. We're never sure whether he had some form of contagious disease or he was in the onset of puberty. Many of us during our teenage years suffered from spots. Indeed, my own teenage years were plagued by acne and I remember one such spot was so big It had hairs growing out of it, and my mum had to once buy two bus tickets for me and the spot because it was so big. Finally, we have Smithy, the not-so-bright kid, who has no interest in ever being educated. We've all come across Smithies in our time. But I want to end this piece by retelling one of my favourite stories for when my brother was training to be a teacher back in the late 90s. During his final placement, he was teaching the year five class and he had some suspicions about one of the boys in the class, a smithy, if you will, and he thought that smithy was copying the work from his friend. During one lesson, the children were writing about the Canadian goose and after being set their task, my brother noticed smithy looking across at his friend's work and writing it down in his own book. Right there and then, my brother took the decision to move Smithy to a desk where he would be sat by himself for the rest of the lesson. That evening, when marking the work, my brother's suspicions were proven to be correct. Both Smithy and his friend had started their essay as such. The Canadian goose is a migratory bird. At this point, the boys were split up. Smithy, Smithy, sorry, Smithy's friend completed his opening line as thus. The Canadian goose is a migratory bird which is native to the Arctic and temperate regions of North America. Smithy, on the other hand. The Canadian goose is a migratory bird. It has pointy head. (laughs) As teachers and indeed as pupils, we have all met our own versions of the Bad Spa Street kids. Long may this continue. (laughs) The Beano has obviously been around for quite a long time, but Mm -hmm. as a child growing up in the 90s, I used to get the Beano 
every week. 50p from Morrison. Yeah, yeah. used to get the B now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I remember Googling a, a picture and it, yeah, all those, Smithy especially. Yeah. It's coming straight back. But I used to love it. Mm-hmm. Dennis and Menace, uh, Mini the Minx. Yeah. Yeah, Minnie's mates. Yeah, Roger, Roger, Roger the Dodger. Dodger. Yeah. yeah, I used to love all that. Yeah. Well, they all they all went to Bass Street School, so they were all mates at school. Uh, so Danny, the cool kid, yeah. he him and Roger the Dodger were kind of like like arch enemies. Kind yeah. of didn't really get on with each other, uh, but would sometimes come together to carry out pranks and stuff. But yeah, so they all went. Do you know what the teacher was called at um, Bass Street School, John? No. Teacher, I do might, you, I might you, adopt that. I think. Do you know what his wife was called? Mrs. Mrs. Teacher. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I might adopt that next year. Yeah, just teacher. Teacher. Mm. I've once, out of pure frustration, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you get to a certain point of the year, quite often the first hour of being back, um, and the children are, you know, just being particularly needy. Yeah. In one lesson, and yeah. Mr. Firth, Mr. Firth, mm-hmm. Mr. Firth, Mr. Yeah. Firth. And I genuinely at one point I've gone, you know what? I'm going to change my name. <laughs> so that way, when you say Mr. Firth, I don't need to respond to you. <laughs> so I might just go with teacher. Yeah, that's a good idea. I always like when they say, Mr. Thompson, Mr. Thompson. I always say, if I had a pound for every time somebody said my name today, I'd have 11 pounds. I always find that quite funny, but I don't get it. Going back to teacher, Bass yeah. Street School, he also uh, sports a mortarboard. Mm. Well, well, as his teacher. And a black cape. Yes. Or a gown or whatever. I think we need to, to bring, bring this back, back definitely. Yeah, Especially so. the mortarboard. Mm. I think I would feel yeah. m- much more... Teachery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially because I I used to read the Beano. Mm. The way you describe that, I'm like, yeah, that is what a teacher should yeah. look like. Yeah. But is that what you expected when you stepped into an education establishment for the first time? When you were wanting to teach in a mortarboard. During my first ever experience of volunteering, I had to very quickly and embarrassingly flip the mortarboard behind my back uh, as I noticed that none of the others members of the staff had them on. So I was like, I'm just going to shove that yeah. back in my bag. Clearly this is Send it back to ASOS the following day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we sent out a tweet on Tuesday, the day before we record um, the podcast. Um, asking a question, trying to generate a few answers. I feel like we've got enough followers now yeah. to to put questions out there and get a, a good enough response yeah. um, for us to, mm. to read them out rather than it just being me and you. So we put out a question um, yesterday asking the good folks on Twitter, if you could get some statistics about you as a teacher at the end of each year, you know in the way you might get some, like at the end of a video game, it might be like enemies defeated mm-hmm. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Or um, at the end of a football match, yeah. so um, certain players get stats, don't they? Successful passes, all this yeah. sort of stuff. In terms of, in the context of you as a teacher, what would you want to know about? <laughs> so the examples I sort of put were, um, you know, maybe the number of books you've marked yeah. throughout the year, the number yeah. of smiley faces mm-hmm. that you've drawn, mm-hmm. um, last time you had an existential crisis, all the things that you know <laughs> happen every day yeah. when you're teaching. Um, yeah. Let's have a look at some of the responses. Mm-hmm. Um, I also posted this out to Reddit, trying yeah. to uh, generate mm. you know, more feedback than what we'd get on. Is that a young person's thing? Reddit is, mm. yeah, it's a bit like a, it's kind of like social media. Mm. 
I'm not going to spend ages describing what Reddit is, but basically you get different subreddits, um, almost like yeah, a, like a forum. Oh, no, almost like a forum. <laughs> and this was the teaching subreddit. Oh, so right, I put okay. this in the teaching ah, forum, good, asked okay. the question, and, and mm, got some answers. So, good. from Reddit, um, Funky Beats says um, <laughs> he would like to know how much time has been wasted re-explaining concepts to those not paying attention the first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the user <laughs> named. Pile of puppies says uh, snooze button usage. Oh, yeah. The amount of times I hit that snooze mm-hmm. button. And Jasmine Hawk, <laughs> I love this one, and I will add that she's a a secondary school teacher. <laughs> no. So uh, you know she's not. And I'm sure people can relate at, at any age yeah. group, maybe mm-hmm. even with other members of staff. But she says the number of times I wanted to scream, shut the. F- <laughs> but managed to smile and be polite. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, so from Twitter, at uh, Luke C. Hale says, number of times he's told the story about the boy who once leant back on his chair and seriously hurt himself. <laughs> you crack that one out every now and again, Mark. Now and then, yeah. I remember someone, oh, it was like a, maybe it was a trainee that I once had, told me that when she was younger she leaned back on a chair and cracked her head open and I was like you are the person from the story <laughs> yeah, you're like famous everybody talks about you like all the it's time not an urban so, yeah um, at Miss R. Wilson who I will just say shout out to Miss R. Wilson because she was a trainee at our school so big up Miss Wilson oh hello hello Rebecca <laughs> says how many times I've said I'm not cross just disappointed and how many hours I actually work I remember respond, responded to this on Twitter saying do you really want to know that I think that would be a depressing <laughs> yeah. statistic to, to read yeah. about yourself it? yeah <laughs> um, this was a good one at Mr B underscore ABC the amount of times I pretended to get something out of my cupboard when I'm actually shoveling a biscuit <laughs> in my mouth yeah Ah. I don't really need to ask if that's a bit of you that much. Yeah, I can yeah. Totally picture you. I also that. use my cupboard for sobbing silently. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst eating the biscuit. Whilst eating a biscuit. <laughs> Anything you'd like to know about yourself, Mark? What about um, number of steps you do in your teaching career? Mm. Now, yeah, you can actually track that. You know, Mark. That is a, a thing. I know you've Get got one. You've got one of those fancy. Fancy phones, watches, haven't yeah, you? That does yeah. that. I use a trundle wheel. <laughs> you know, it's the same same answer at the end of the day, Jordan. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose with that question, I was more meaning something that you could never possibly really know about. Oh, yeah. Without. All right, then. Um, the number of blank pages you have to leave through to find a piece of work That's really to mark, good. despite telling the children the work needs to be done on the next clean page in your book. Yeah, I'd like that as a, as a statistic. As a statistic, yeah. I would like that as to say how many new books could you fill with <laughs> yeah. all the pages all the that you've pages missed, that out. missed out. That'd be yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Um, Litres of milk spilled on your carpet. Mm. Yeah, that is... Good. Weighting kilograms of blue tack handed to you. <laughs> doing during your teaching career. <laughs> Length, when joined together, paper clips, when handed to when you. When handed to you, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you thought of any? Um, I would like to know the time that I've accumulated when I've gone, 
this is your time you're wasting. Do you know what? You can owe me this back. And I wonder <laughs> how much time that would have actually been. You know, when you just, when you sit there, it's one of the things that I kind of, after being a trainee and a volunteer and things like that, it's kind of a, and this is probably for a good one for another podcast, but it's kind of a list of teacher cliches that you never want to hear yourself say. Yeah. You almost promise yourself that when I become a teacher, I'm not going to do that. that. Mm. Week two. I'll wait. No. It's fine. I'll wait. I'm, I'll wait. As you, as you lean sort of half casually against some drawers. I'll wait. <laughs> sort of maybe fold your arms 30 seconds in. And then, every, like, sometimes, literally, you could you might as well just not be there. And then, but then eventually, I don't know, 15 minutes in, one, <laughs> one, sort of one nice child will go, Shh, he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. Shh, And eventually, after you know that sort of the the room has gone round that you are actually there. Yeah. He eventually stops. So I'd love to know the amount of time that I've done that. Despite that, was one of the things I'd always tell myself. That this is your time you wasted. That's usually the time I go into the government sob and eat biscuits. And practice a new language on Duolingo. <laughs> Change your name online. I don't have to respond to that. That's not my name anymore. I am now teacher. Shop for Mortimer. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Again, as a teacher, it's rare we have anyone's attention for five minutes at a time, let alone 30. So thank you for that. Give us a follow on Twitter at HandsUpPod and look out for any questions that we post if you want to get featured on the podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, pass it on to another teacher or an educator or anyone else who you feel might enjoy listening. And don't forget to subscribe to us through your preferred podcast provider. That's all for this one. Class dismissed. Do you know which teacher stat from the last year I'd like to know? Go on. How many times you've made a reference that I have not understood? <laughs>